0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very super-duper special edition of the Run and Plays podcast. It is the Steph Curry Returns episode with Logan Murdoch. I'm Karis Burke. we got to thank Wendy's for sponsoring the thing. Shout Logan, out, Wendy's. We need, to send we need to let people know when we're doing this because this is in the moment after we just saw Steph Curry play. After 58 games out, about four months, mm-hmm. the atmosphere was electric. And I want to ask you, because um, you just filed your story. With all the storylines you heard tonight and with all the post-game quotes, what did you decide to write about?
1: I, ch- I decided to write about the adjustment that his teammates and coaches, or mo- mostly his teammates, are um, going through and playing with him. Because you got to understand, like, this team has been played a totally different style without Steph Curry. And Steph is his own orbit. He is his own offense. And players have to adjust to that. So I kind I of – I took a peek in this, into – how these players are doing so. Anyway.
0: Okay, namely Andrew Wiggins, right? He had some really complimentary things to say about Steph.
1: Yeah, I actually got uh, Andrew to the side and he talked about how Steph is the best teammate he's ever played with, how he's so excited to play alongside Steph. And um, he's really excited to be here long-term. And hes you could tell, you know, Andrew has a really big, big smile. And yeah. when you bring up Steph, that smile comes to life. And I feel like, you know, when I was talking to him afterwards, he just feels reborn. And
0: yeah.
1: a, a lot of – and you can see that with a lot of players um, and, and even just the whole arena. It was it was a reborn season. We know that the, that the players aren't – I mean, this team isn't going anywhere in the postseason, but you kind of saw a different energy. It was like a playoff atmosphere tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, we haven't had that in a while here in the Bay. So it was good to see that. And, um, you know, I think the story reflected that.
0: Yeah, you know what, I was thinking the same thing about the atmosphere, just how hungry the fans have been for moments to cheer for this season, and the Warriors haven't had a lot of wins, and then they haven't had a lot of those wins at home, Um, so they were just thirsty wouldn't you say <laughs> um, yeah. it's, you know Steph got to come back and actually I went down in the fourth quarter just to be in the tunnel just to kind of see what I could see from the, the ground floor and you notice all of the guys who were out there on the bench so Draymond missed the game with an injury Clay is out with an injury Kevon Looney is out with an injury those guys were sitting on the bench behind mm-hmm. them Kai Bowman Alan smiley and then I even saw guys who members of the Warriors staff who usually stay behind the scenes like the video guys you know they're doing work back in the locker room during the game or you know they're running notes in between the you know the bench from here to there they came out to see the end of this game and it yeah. almost felt like they came out to witness something right that's the word I want to use to witness something special um, the Warriors had a chance to win this game Steph Curry was on the floor in the final minutes of the game um, they didn't pull it out but seeing this tonight felt it felt like the Warriors of old, I guess, right? And we know how different this season is, but the electricity in the air and some of the performances the guys had tonight, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, I I mean, ride, I'm kind of riding a high right now.
1: I'm riding a high. We were talking about this before. I'm riding a high as well. Just from the when you walk into the arena today, this was, I think, the first time we've actually seen this inside a Chase, where... You know the baseline was full when Steph was coming through. You know, it was full of yeah. reporters, cameras, um, just to watch it. It was just like old times watching him do his dribbling thing. But it looked like a it looked like a playoff atmosphere when you you know you. It, it's kind of a peak whenever Chase gets a uh, gets a postseason game. You kind of yeah. got that, and that's not hyperbole. When when you saw um, pregame when they called Steph's name. Ooh. the place was electric <laughs> or when he got the ball for the first time the place was electric when he hit a, it took him a minute to kind of get going but when he hit his first three the place was bonkers yeah um, was. you you knew when Steph was on the floor and um i'm i'm really curious to see how this happens you know we always talk about next year this is the the time for next year but i'm really curious to see when you have how chase how Chase comes alive or if Chase comes alive when Clay's on the floor, when Draymond's on the floor. We got a peek of that when Steph was on the floor tonight. Mm
0: -hmm. So let's get into what he did when he was on the floor. His stat line, 23 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, one turnover in 27 minutes. And he said it felt natural because I asked him, I was like, seven assists and one turnover. Like, Did you have to really concentrate on making sure your movements were precise or was it kind of natural for you? Like it felt natural, and he he knows what his assisted turnover ratio usually is. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not not the leader on the team, um, but that one turnover in 27 minutes when you have been away for uh, from the game for four months is fantastic. That's like the best you could hope for. Like right, because right? you're, be tar- you're not be One turnover was probably the best out of the night. One yeah.
1: turnover was probably one the best turnover. out of the night. Yeah. One turnover.
0: Yeah. And then um, he was six. Uh, go ahead. Do you want to go? Uh,
1: no, I mean. He was just. I'm curious now to see how he does because he was playing on emotion. He was playing on a high. I'm curious to see oh, how he plays sure. against uh, the Sixers on Saturday. I think that's yeah. going to be the biggest um, because it's not. I don't think you know. There's going to be commotion there, but I don't. It's it's not It's never anything like the first game back, right? So yeah. it's all. But it also is going to be a nationally televised game on a major network, and mm-hmm. with that comes. You know, a lot more, you know, a lot a lot of things come with that. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see how he does in that next game. But he was, I wouldn't say flawless because he didn't shoot well by any means, but, you know, by his standards. But it was a really, really good start considering he was off the floor for four months and going into a regular season game.
0: Yes, this is a huge test for te- Steph and the team. They have Toronto, Philadelphia, the Clippers. So we're talking about a, a comeback against uh, and then they playoff on the road. teams. Yeah, and then they go on the road, and they're going to face Milwaukee. And it's like, okay, then they're going to face Toronto on, on their turf. It's like, oh, my gosh, this does not get any easier for Steph. Um, I want to share a few more things from his stat line. Um, six of 16, he had three three-pointers, three of 12, eight, uh, eight from eight, eight for eight from the stripe. It's it's late. Um, but I also noticed it feels like Steph was – All good. Getting over that mental hurdle of hearing for so long, you're hurt, you're hurt, you're hurt, you're hurt, you're close, you're close. And now play. Right? When a player exists in that headspace, that rehab headspace for so long, he has to believe like when he's clear to play, he's ready to go without fear. And I think that's why Steve Kerr and the the trainers wanted to make sure he got in that extra scrimmage in Santa Cruz because yeah. he needed that contact at full speed. He needed to feel um, the screens brushing up against him. He needed to really test his lungs, going all 94 feet. Um, there was such a value to that. And I know that pushed back his, his anticipated return date. He was targeting March 1st. Uh, it's March 5th. That's not bad. A four-day difference for four months. Yeah, not bad. But I think this lets Steph play without fear. He's fine. And now yeah. it's about making sure he's in his rhythm, keeping up that conditioning. Because I, I think he did touch on something, Logan. Maybe some of this game was just pure adrenaline. Um, maybe in the next, like, one, two, three, four games, we'll kind of see really where Steph is at and really what kind of chemistry he's building with his teammates. But Steph had no fear tonight. And, uh, you know, I, he looked to pass, first of all. Did you notice that, too? Like, some of the passes that he sent yeah, in the first it's quarter? Fun. Yeah,
1: his, first, his the first three possessions he didn't even it didn't even end with a um, with a shot from Steph. I think the first one was a three from Damian Lee. The second one was a a miss from Marquise Chris. That's a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but you know he was really passive to start the game, and uh, he didn't really get going to the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I I wouldn't say... it's funny because I, I would say I was surprised by that, but I'm really not. I'm not surprised that um it took him that long to you know get going he was trying to feel his way to, and um, you know he i'm curious to see how he's going to be um how he's going to play when it starts to ramp up when he starts to get more minutes um, yeah. that's going to be uh that's going to be a, that's going to well, be you... exciting
0: do you wonder if that was a way to keep the defense honest as well? Because Steph knew he was going to be swarmed tonight. Remember, they kind of see that. He said they they did throw that junk defense out on the box and won at one point in the game.
1: Um, yes. But if
0: Steph knows that he's going to be mobbed in this game, well, fine. He's going to signal to the Raptors that you have to contend with my teammates who have been doing really well without me. And when I say really well, you look at maybe the Denver, the Denver win or coming back against Phoenix. Um, or having performances that they can be proud of, even if they're not winning. Um, Like, you get all the other teammates going, you know, like, hang on, I've got the box score in front of me. Um, Wiggins in double digits, Chris in double digits, Lee in double digits, Steph in double digits, Eric Pascoe in double digits, uh, Michael Mulder there with eight. You know, if you kind of establish early, like, uh, we got guys who can go to the rim, we've got guys who can score, you got to be honest, then later – that kind of cleans up things for Steph. You know what I mean? Like we'll drive yeah. a kick, we'll go to this guy, we'll go to this guy. Oh yeah, we've got uh, Steph Curry uh, to go to as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I remember um I remember watching uh Kobe doing work back in the day. And Kobe said uh, during one of his you know one of his plays during the game, he said, Man, I got a shot, but I can get a shot whenever I want to I mm-hmm. want to save that shot for down the line, maybe down the stretch of the of the game. And uh, that always stuck with me when I watch basketball, when I watch games, because the great players can get shots whenever they want to get ones. But the important thing is to make sure your teammates are involved. So there's more uh, weapons at their disposal. And -hmm. I think that is why, and I think that goes to your point of why, you know, maybe Steph didn't attack early on, because when you attack early on and you, you score all the points, you become the sole focus of the defense and your other teammates aren't in rhythm. So, uh, I, I do. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, if you're going to talk about building chemistry with these teammates, you need to pass to them. It's <laughs> not to say pass that Steph the is. Pass <laughs> ball. It's not to say that Steph is a ball hog, but it's just to say like he's gonna want to get his tonight, right? Like he, I think I saw some stat that since 2014-2015, that season, Steph averages 32.4 points per game in that game where he comes back from injury if mm-hmm. he's been out longer than four games. Okay, that was like a huge just like bunch of conditions that I spit out. But the point is when <laughs> Steph comes back from injuries,
1: He's he wants mode. to just
0: light up the scoreboard. Yes. Um, he was three for 12 from three. You know he wanted to get that going a little bit more, but those three threes that he had ignited Chase Center.
1: Yeah, it, it especially the one where it was an errant pass from Pascal, and it was going towards uh, – I was talking to Marquis Chris about this – and why that is an adjustment for them? Like he increases the margin for error. He he got the he got the ball. He ran from the baseline, got the ball, threw up a prayer as the shot clock went down, and it just ignited Chase Center. And mm-hmm. um, that's really that's just Steph. We've heard we've seen that time and time again at Oracle, time and time again on the road. He just makes he's the he just his improv. I don't know, improvised, improvisation skills? I don't know.
0: Improvisation. Obviously. No, you're fine. Improvisation, improvisation.
1: skills. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Those skills are among the best in the league because, you know, anything can happen, and he was able to do that from the three-point line. I think that, um, you know, we saw when he made three threes, but he made those threes count as mm-hmm. far as uh, excitement goes. So, um, you know, I know he wants to make more, but, but he made his mark tonight.
0: Yeah, he did. And this reminds me of what you said at the top of uh, of the Run and Plays podcast where you were mentioning that Andrew Wiggins said he's the best teammate he's ever played with. He Steph was. just has this gravity, right? And all night you could drive and kick, drive and kick. Like Wiggins said, he had so many open threes. And looking at the box score, the team attempted 52 three-pointers tonight. That is a franchise record. Um, they made 14 of them. Okay, um, but the Warriors changed the league with their three-point shooting, and now I'm imagining like Steph and Clay and Wiggins back next season, just feeding the hot hand in whatever game, like rotating between each other, setting each other up with the best shots. Ooh, ooh, this is exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, we talked about this earlier today. Is that there was Steph and the chaos that he came with? It brings a sense of normalcy in a weird way, because...
0: Chaos is normal. The chaos is normal. It's the it's, show. Uh,
1: yeah, but just the, exactly, the show, just, you know, we came, me and you came on the beat around the same time in 2017, right in the thick of, you know, at the height of their, at the Warriors' powers.
0: It was a championship and, season. It was the the second championship in a back-to-back.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was the last title they ever ha- they've had in this run, but it was the peak of their powers, and Every night felt like a something something great was going to happen, and there was always a buzz in the arena, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We got a little piece of that tonight, and I can't emphasize that enough. We got a little piece of what we're used to. You know, we're spoiled as journalists. You're spoilt. You are, you have been spoiled as a sideline reporter. I've been side- <laughs> spoiled as a beat reporter. But we got a, we got that old thing back tonight. You know what I mean? At yeah. least for one night. And um, yeah. <laughs> I I think that was just it was a sense of normalcy when Steph comes on the floor.
0: Hey, it's Tom Haberstrow, your national NBA insider for NBC Sports and host of the Show podcast. You're gonna want to listen to my latest episode with Monty Poole, the NBC Sports Bay Area Golden State Warriors insider, who co-authored with me on a deep dive into the world of marijuana in the NBA. Also, Monty shares what it was like to be at Kobe Bryant's memorial in Los Angeles this week. And he also has thoughts on Stephen Curry's return. So go download The Haver Show wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's discuss the future. We got to tell you what to look out for. The segment sponsored by Bay Area Alarm We talked a little bit about how um, Wiggins and Curry will play alongside each other. That's kind of a duo people are going to be looking at toward the end of the season. Um, And then I want to touch on chemistry again, because chemistry takes time. Like I, I actually wonder, are Steph and Draymond going to have to reconnect for their chemistry again? Even though they have many seasons together and they have a bond, is it going to take just a step or two on the court to get that back? And when we talk about Steph listing everybody, you know everyone eats. They're gonna see it on the scoreboard. They're gonna see it uh, in rebounds and assists. Everybody will get their turn. Um, but chemistry does take time. And I go back to something that Steve Kerr was saying, where he's like, even having Steph back on the floor was an adjustment for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, th- did we talk about this already? He was saying like, before Steph yeah. was there, like this season in the tougher times, he's had to call bla- call plays and really guide the team with half-court sets or ISOs. He's had to simplify the menu is how he puts it. Uh, With Steph, it's like there's less hand-holding out there. Like the Warriors can run the floor, and it's a spaced-out floor. Just set screens past well and see what opens up, right? There's a lot more improvisation with Steph in a season where there hasn't been a lot of improvisation, you have to figure that out again. Yeah, you're, you're so thankful to be playing alongside Steph Curry, but you need to adjust to him. You know, yeah, I mean, the chemistry is going to take time.
1: Yeah, and the biggest thing is th- Steve doesn't have to call plays when Steph is on the floor. You play mm-hmm. around Steph's orbit, and um, you could see that today, and that's the biggest adjustment. Steve had to call plays earlier this season. When you, mm-hmm. have, when you have Jordan Poole, that point guard, you know, no disrespect to J.P., He's a rookie. But he's you a rookie, call, yeah. You have to call plays. When mm-hmm. Draymond is on the floor, I mean, there's a little bit of normalcy, but you still have to call plays almost every time down the floor. So, um, you know, that was something that the Warriors have to adjust to, not calling plays and just letting the play play out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's a big difference. Um, there's a lot more um, – What we said the word earlier. I don't know. Improvisation. Uh, improvisation. improvisation. Yeah, yes.
0: spontaneity. You know, like just reading things, making those tough passes, like the behind-the-hand, behind-the-back, left-handed one to Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> oh, you yeah. That was some highlight reel stuff. Because you wonder, maybe with Eric Paschal, when he does play some bully ball, which is great to see him do that, but if they've been calling isos for him, Maybe there aren't so many of those. So what happens if Eric Pascal's, you know stats take a downturn or something? And, and I don't necessarily feel like that's the way to to read this. You know, I think improvisation will help everybody. Um, it's just the the players getting in sync with each other, um, and then and then building something for the rest of the season. Because as the Warriors, you know, look out for the look out in the future. Presented by Bay Alarm. Um, mm. They. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You know what, Logan? I just completely lost my train of thought. Um, oh, ISOs, everybody eats. What was the point I was trying to make? I think that was it. Yo, it's
1: delirious, <laughs> G. It's, 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 it's scary <laughs> hours right now,
0: man. I I
1: mean. <laughs> oh,
0: we wanted to bring this podcast to the people, so we're doing it post-game. Post-post-post-game. Post- okay? We're bringing this podcast <laughs> to the next level, all right? <laughs> what are we doing? Kara's in the house. We out um, here. Looking, looking at the future, um, what do you think Steph Curry's minutes will be going forward?
1: Oh, I just want to say, um, I don't know where we did this at, but I said that Steph was going to – oh, and uh, according to three, I predicted Steph, what, 25 and – did I say 25 and seven?
0: I remember look 25. Back. I don't remember what you said about the assist, but you were nearly spot on.
1: I was nearly spot on. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm.
0: I just wanted to say it. Okay, okay, you said um, it. Um, so Steph Curry's minutes. What do you think?
1: I mean, I was on brand. Steph wanted to play like thirty-five, though. <laughs> if Steph was the coach,
0: that's he what he wants to do. Um, yeah.
1: He gave. He gave out. What I've noticed about Steph this season is getting a little buck, man. He's getting a little buck. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't playing no back. I I'm not gonna sit out back to backs, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he will. Say, I mean, he will, <laughs> but he's letting people know that he ain't gonna be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to bench Steve, but I ain't happy about it, bro. I'm Not yeah. happy about it.
0: Steph expresses that he's not happy by just a little head nod and a look, right? and am just will take saying, no, he's,
1: he's getting, right. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, he's getting a little buck this season. There's nothing that's okay. gonna happen. There's a great relationship between Steve and Steph. I don't want to put that out there. What I'm saying though is, is, I'm just seeing a little, you feel me, a little prickly from Steph. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Little, Steph, Steph says he shot I, Steve a little glance when he pulled I mean, him out of a game. I don't wanna play this I don't buckets. wanna
1: sit out second nights and back to backs.
0: Right. It's like
1: ah. it's like it's like <laughs> funk flex. I, when he said that, like in his Steph play, I wanna drop some bombs on the it was it was lit.
0: <laughs> All right. Minutes wise, they're anticipating Steph is gonna play twenty four <laughs> to twenty eight minutes a night. Steph came oh, right man. in at he came in at twenty seven fourteen, and they wanted him on the court at the end of the game to see they to see if they could pull this one out. But Steve said, you know, we are going to ramp up those minutes, so I feel like it's going to be thirty ish in the future, you know, and that's that's great.
1: Yes, no, it's, it's that, I think that's where it should be. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a good medium for both what Steph wants and what um, you know what the team wants to give him. And to be honest, it's a collaborative effort and. Yeah. Um, I think that you know ultimately the right decision was made to you know keep him out um, one, a couple extra days, and um, you know he's better get because that scrimmage. yeah
0: yeah, get yeah that scrimmage, of course
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think they're doing this the right way you know we'll see what happens uh, you know we all know that Steph was frustrated along the way um, mm-hmm. he wanted to get to that March first that target date he didn't get to it but you know he played pretty well and I think he'll he'll only get better as the season progresses.
0: Yeah, in the future, I mean, Steph has explained that he wants to be on the court in meaningful moments. The Warriors expect to win games, and I know there's some fans hearing that going like, we we can't win too much. What about the lotto pick? What about the lotto pick? This team is um, not
1: good, guys. I just want you guys to know this. They're not a good team, so they'll be. Let's just say,
0: able... go. They will not be able to turn the season around in such a way <laughs> that it will threaten their pick. Okay, so so the Warriors will get both. Shout out, uh, shout out,
1: carrot, shout out, Car- <laughs> but, you But know, they're just not a good team. Bro.
0: <laughs> their, their lotto pick will be fine. The Warriors will very likely finish in the you know the the lower. They will have one of the three worst records in the league. They will have a good lotto pick, but they are going to get some wins to end the season because that's what they're working for. You know, like yeah. you hope that's a byproduct of their work. So that's the happy medium right there.
1: Thanks again to our friends at Bay Alarm. Hey, business owners. Logan Murdoch here for Bay Alarm. Has a pick and roll become a problem at your business? You know, a piece of equipment is there one day and gone the next. Put a stop to that with the video security system from Bay Alarm. Whether you want security cameras to keep an eye on things while you're away or a professionally monitored video verification system proven to reduce theft and prevent false alarms, Bay Alarm's got you covered. So give them a call and get protected today. Bay Alarm, what do you have to lose?
0: Logan, we have touched on everything I could think of in the wee hours of the morn. Is there anything else you wanted to add about Steph Curry's return?
1: Shout out. It was a fun night.
0: It was a fun night. <laughs> a fun night. Lots, of, lots of family there. Lots of family tonight. I always look at Instagram afterward and I see, like, who posts what. and.
1: There, was a, know, lot. there it, was a lot of family there.
0: It's special to play in the NBA. That's such a, like, basic thing to say. But Steph told me post-game, you know, I asked him, what did you miss most about being out 58 games? And he just said, it was this life that I have, this career that I have. I am blessed to play basketball. So so there it was. There was Steph back on the court playing basketball. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Run and Plays podcast. We want to thank Wendy's. We want to thank Bay Alarm and Logan Burdock. I want to thank you. You're my teammate, yeah. and I love you. <laughs> oh, <at> you, man. <laughs> wow,
1: we taking the pod to the next level. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> All
0: right, have a good night. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Holla. Peace.